this is fourth and gold ministries and we've been together for right on two years now and doing weekly devotionals and oftentimes it's a it's a lot of men who get on we all play football together and we all went to school together and so we started and we've we've done a lot of this together but we wanted to kind of branch out and add more to the group and so this is exactly what we wanted to do so tonight in honor of women's night we we have apostle pastor kathy who is joining us who is my mom and is the pastor of our church greatest kind of glory and so she was willing to come on and speak tonight so looking forward to what she has but before we get started if you don't mind open us up with a word of prayer and then we will turn the floor over to her absolutely join join in and bow your heads with us real quick father in the name of jesus we want to thank you for another night we thank you for this devotional that you blessed us to have and we pray tonight father that you'll open the hearts of everybody on this call to receive for you father we wanted to open this up to women and we pray that you speak through apostle johnson right now to deliver a message to allow these women to receive and allow everybody on this call to receive what it is you have for us to hear we thank you father we pray that you uh be in the presence of us, Father God. Open our hearts, open our ears. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Okay. On me? Yes, yes. ma'am. Okay. Well, I'm likewise excited and honored to be on this first dedicated women's night. And, and hi to all of my sisters out there and definitely to all of these mighty men of God. Fourth and goal, fourth and goal. May God continue to bless your your uh, study, your group, your ministry. And I'm sure for two years you have had a huge impact on the hearts of many people. And I know that there are a lot of great things God still has in store for you all. So praise God for that. I too want to honor the Lord tonight and uh, just thanking him again for this opportunity. So let's get into our study tonight. We're going to be focusing on a woman of, of scripture and her name is Esther. My mm. title for tonight, for those of you who like to have a title to hang on to, and I really just, I got this title for tonight is who would have thought who would have thought that's the title the book of esther is in the old testament and uh, this is in a situation where esther and her uh, her cousin mordecai ended up in persia because of the disobedience of god's people even before them and they were uh, they were a part of the disposure, which means uh, that they dispersed to go different places. They were captive uh, in captivity. And uh, so in a sense, they ended up being slaves in a foreign land. So this is kind of the situation with Esther. Esther is very much a, an interesting character in the Bible. Of about 333 women in the Bible, she probably ranks, uh, uh, I would say, among the top five because of what happened through her life, her ministry. Her name, she actually has two names. She has a, a Hebrew name and she has a Persian name. Her he Hebrew name 
is Hadashah, and her Persian name is Esther. Hadashah means myrtle, like a myrtle tree. And Esther means star. And I think you can begin to appreciate the fact that she may not have started out as a star, but she certainly ended as a star in Persia. There was a very important man in her life, uh, which uh, is, is so key and instrumental to her being a star in Persia. His name is Mordecai. Mordecai had three roles in her life uh, based on the scripture. He was her cousin. He was her guardian. He adopted her because both her parents died. And so Mordecai adopted her. And he was her spiritual guide as well. I'm going to be uh, kind of all over the book just to kind of give you a broad spectrum of, of what is happening in, in the book of Esther. But um, there was also a king. He has two names as well. One is Ex, um, Erxes. The X is silent. So it's Erxes. X-E-R-X-E-S, and his other name is uh, Ahasuerus. He was king over 127 provinces, so he had a huge boundary and much riches and prominence. And because he, he had all of these riches, he thought he would throw a huge, huge banquet gathering, a huge celebration and he did that. And when he decided he wanted to celebrate for many, many days, this particular week, he, he called the queen, Vasha, to come. He sent his eunuchs to go get her, tell her, I want her to this banquet tonight. And she decided that she was not going to go to the banquet in chapter one of the book of Esther, verse 12, he sent for her, but verse 12 says, but Queen Vashai refused to come at the king's command brought by his eunuchs. And therefore the king was furious and he was angry and he was burning within. It is very much unseemly, Bluetooth. rarely heard of, that the, the queen or anyone else would refuse an invitation by the king. Because of that, and I want to share this because this is important to Esther's role in the whole story. Because of that, then the king gathered his wise men, his council, and he said, what should we do now? Because the queen refused to come before my throne when I sent for her. And so they began to talk and they said, <clears throat> they said, you know what? You've got to renounce her and her position because if you don't, all the women in your province will think that they can dishonor and disrespect their husbands in essence. And so the king agreed that he would renounce her and she would no longer be the queen. So some time went on. And as time went on, it uh, his wise men, his counsel came to him and said, why don't we send out information that you're ready to seek a replacement for Vachai, who was the queen? And he agreed to that. 
And when he did that, this is where Esther comes in. Someone took a look at her and wanted her to be a part of the lineup for their potential next queen of Persia. I want to use the word favor. I want you to think of the word favor. Because um, when Esther was seen as a potential replacement, the Lord gave her immediate favor. With one of the eunuchs in the palace, when he saw her, he favored her. In chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, this is what it says. So it was when the king's command and decree were heard and when many young women were gathered at Shushim, the citadel, under the custody of Hegai, that Esther also was taken to the king's palace into the care of Hegai, the custodian of the women. Now the young woman pleased, talking about Esther, she pleased him and she obtained favor from him. He was very, six things it says about how he saw Esther. He was very impressed with her. He was very kind to her. He fed her spe a special menu. He gave her special beauty treatments. He gave her seven maids at her beck and call. Don't know why one person would need seven maids, but he mm -hmm. gave her seven maids. And also he gave her a special living quarters. So immediately she found favor with this eunuch. Not only did he find favor with her, chapter two, verse 15 says, Now when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go in to the king, she requested nothing but that he got the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. I want to suggest right here that when God has a purpose and a plan for our lives, he can put an anointing on you. He can put uh, a, a, a disposition about you that people will begin to admire. They will begin to see, they will begin to like, and they would want to favor you. They would want to be with around you. They would, they would want what you have. And the reason that is happening is not because you are all of that per se, but it's because God is setting you up because he has something great for you to accomplish. So everyone she came in contact with, she gained favor from them. So here you have Esther being favored by everyone she's coming in contact with. Now listen to this. Don't you know when God has something for your life, the enemy is going to show up? He will try to intervene somehow, even when he doesn't know exactly what he's doing. He's going to come in the play. Now, there was a man who was second in command under 
Exodus, the, the king. And his name was Haman. Haman hated Mordecai, the uncle of Esther, because he would not bow down to him. He wouldn't bow because he was a Jew. Jews were taught that you don't bow to anyone but God. You don't bow to a man. You don't bow to idol statues or shrines. You only bow to God. But he refused to bow to Haman, who was second in command, which everyone else did. So Haman hated the fact that he Mordecai didn't do it, so he hated Mordecai. So he says to the king, he goes to the king, and he says this in chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, there's a certain people scattered throughout your provinces in your kingdom. Their laws are different from all the other people in your land, and they do not keep your laws, king, and therefore it's not fitting for them to stay among us. And, Morde and Haman suggested to the king, let's kill them all, Mordecai and all the Jews. Mm -hmm. Let's get rid of them. Because they do, they're, they're different people. They eat differently. Their food is different. They don't act like us. They don't do the things that we do. And when the king agreed to do this, a decree went out on all 127 provinces. At a certain time, we want you to go ahead and kill every Jew that's around you. Mm. So the decree went out. Mordecai, the uncle of Esther, heard about it. And this is in chapter 4, verse 1. When Mordecai heard about it, this is what he did. Mordecai learned all that had happened, and he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and a bitter cry, and he went as far as the front of the king's gate, and he came there with sackcloth and ashes. Now, sackcloth is a rough fabric and has a rough texture. Sackcloth means that you wear that and it's very uncomfortable. And that is that means now when something bad is happening, we should not be comfortable in it. When sin is happening, we should not be comfortable in it. So he put on his sackcloth and his ashes. Ashes means mourning, sadness. And that's just what Mordecai did. When Mordecai did that, the word got back to Esther that he was dressing like that and looking like that. And this is where it's getting good right here. Mordecai sent word to Esther that a decree has gone out and that the plan is to kill, annihilate, get rid of, assassinate all Jews in the province. All the Jews in the province. So Mordecai steps in. He gets in touch with Esther, his adopted daughter, and his cousin. And he says 
to her. Verse 10. Then Esther spoke to Hatchach and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and all the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king. Now, Mordecai is telling Esther, you've got to do something. You've got to go before the king and let him know what is happening. You've got to plead for mercy. You've got to ask for mercy for you and your people. And she says, well, we know that it is not proper, fitting, or lawful to go before the king unless you've been invited to go. And she said, if I should go uninvited, I can be killed. Mordecai sent word back to her. And he said, Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace and more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house, you and your kindred will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, Mordecai is trying to get the attention of Esther Mm -hmm. that you didn't end up in that palace on your own will. You didn't end up in that palace because you were all worthy to be there. But in essence, you are there by the favor of God, by the call of God, by the placement of God. And it's not because of your beauty that you're there, but it's because of the calling that is on your life. And I'm adding some words to this. Verse 15 says, then Esther told them to stay to her, uh, her, her cousin Mordecai, her adopted father. Go now. She, he got her attention. She agreed. And this is what she said. She said, I want you to go now. Tell Mordecai, go to Shushim, go to all of the Jews and tell them to fast for three days and three nights, don't drink anything, don't eat anything. And she said, tell them I and my maids also will fast and pray for three days and will not eat anything and will not drink. Now, we know that fasting is good, but should not fast without water uh, for a long period of time. But when you are desperate for something, when you really need to see the move in the hand of God, when you know that your strength and your ability has been exhausted, you got to look to God. You got to look to heaven. You got to look to a source that's greater than yourself. In the New Testament and and Mark, um, it says that these kinds come out, but by prayer and fasting. So there are just some things, saints, that you can pray but you may not see too much happen. But if you deny yourself in fasting, if you will turn the plate away, if you would refuse those things that you normally eat and drink and have pleasure in, you will see the move and you will see the hand of God because it's a desperate, a desperation time. And she said, have everyone fasting, have everyone praying, have everyone crying out to God. 
And this is what she said after that. And so I will go to the king, even though it's not lawful, mm. even though my life may be at stake, I will go to the king because now I see that I am placed here for a purpose. And saints, I pray that on this line tonight, you know that wherever you are, you are placed there for a purpose. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so I will go to the king. I'll go to this hard place. I'll go to this unlikely place. I will even uh, disregard the law to go. I'll even go what doesn't seem like his order or proper. But if God says I should do this, I'm going to obey the spirit of God and I'm going to do it. This is what Queen Esther said. I'm going to go to the king even against the law. And if I perish, let me perish. If I perish, I will perish. For the calling is greater than my life now because this means a whole multitude of Jewish people, a generation of Jewish people, a nation of Jewish people, which is bigger than just my life. So if I perish, let me perish. So Mordecai went and told the people to fast and pray, and they did. Now, who would have thought, who would have thought that a Jewish girl coming into Persia, a foreign land, would end up in the palace? <laughs> we know Joseph did the same thing. When God's favor is on your life, no man mm -hmm. can stop your movement. No man can stop your promotion. No man can stop your advancement. No man can stop your elevation. Even if you're in a foreign land, even if you're around heathens, even if you're around people that don't even know God, no one can stop your elevation. Somebody ought to say glory for that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Well, after this, God stirred up Esther with wisdom and caused her now to go to the king and ask him if he would allow her to host a banquet for her and Haman. Remember now, Haman is the one that hate, hate, hated Mordecai and thus he hated all the Jews. Sometimes people will hate you just because they hate the person you're related to. They hate the person you're friends with. Mm -hmm. they, they just hate the person that you're in a circle with. And you did nothing wrong. You did nothing. So in chapter six now, Esther plans this banquet. And she said, King, I want to invite you to the banquet, of course. And I want to invite Haman. Haman gets excited because he had a big head. He was puffed up, arrogant. He just, he bragged about his children. He bragged about his position. He bragged about his title. And he just thought, oh, I'm the only one favorite to come with the king to this banquet. But Esther was using wisdom. Esther was being led by the spirit of God with discernment and wisdom. But she wanted Haman there because Haman was going to be seen and shown for who he was in the king's presence. What wisdom. That's awesome. So they have the banquet. And he comes. 
And he ended up, because of all the plotting and the planning that he did, and Queen Esther said he wants to kill Mordecai. Mordecai had already gained favor with the king because he told the king about a previous plot that was against his life. So he already had favor with the king. So Haman ended up the same, the same gallows that he erected, the same um, hanging location that he erected for Mordecai. Guess what happened? He ended up on it himself. That's right. He ended up there. So when the enemy plots against God's people, it can and will oftentimes return on them. So what someone plans for evil, God turns it around for good and they get the bad end of it. Your enemies will get the bad end of it. Praise the Lord for that. So Esther does the banquet, gets the favor of God, uh, of the king. And then she said, King, if you will reverse the decree that went out, this is in chapter seven, for we have been sold or if we had, this is Esther to the king. For if we had been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed and to be killed and to be annihilated, had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would not even have come to you. I would have held my tongue. Although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. And she was asking him to reverse the curse in essence reverse the decree that went out for to annihilate all the Jews. I want to say tonight prophetically, anything the enemy has plotted against you and planned against your life to hinder your destiny, may that be reversed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May that be mm -hmm. reversed in the name of Jesus. The weapon may form but it shall not hmm. prosper in the hmm. name of Jesus. I want to, I want to ask you a question and, and we'll have to wait and answer when I turn it back over to brother Brent. What, what would be a key verse in your heart? Would it be chapter four, verse 14, when uh, Mordecai say Esther, God has raised you up for such a time as this. You got to know the time. You got to recognize the season that you're in. You got to recognize the fact that you could have come in any generation of time. But God says for such a time as this, he raised you up. So is that the key verse? Chapter four, verse 14, for such a time as this, Esther, you were placed in the palace. Or is it chapter four, verse 16, where she said, I will go to the king even against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Or is a key verse, chapter four, verse 15, where it says that once the king reversed the curse and the Jews now will live, that scripture says so many people in the province became Jews. I'm sorry, that's chapter 8, verse 17. So many people became Jews because of the favor that was on all the Jews' life and how their God showed himself mighty on their behalf. 
Or is it chapter 4, verse 15, where Esther called all the Jews to fast for three days and three nights without eating or drinking? Or is a key verse in chapter 1, verse 12, where Vashai refused to go to the king's banquet, which left a vacancy for a king? And if she didn't do that, then Esther could not have gone as a potential for the queen. So is that a key verse? Or chapter 8, verse 3, where the king reversed the decree, the curse. Who would have thought that Esther coming in from her homeland into a foreign land, coming in as a slave, coming in and ended up in a palace? Who would have thought who would have thought that Mordecai, a Jewish man, being given prominence in Persia, the greatest nation of his time at that time? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Brother Brent would 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 have an interest in and in, in all the rest of the men have an interest to come together to to host and create and maintain a Bible study weekly? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that you ended up where you are because he's saying to you for such a time as this, that's why you are where you are. I have a need of you there. Who would have thought because there are other people who's at stake, who need what you have, who's waiting on your ministry and your anointing to rise up. Who would have thought that Esther would gain favor and be used by God to save a nation of people, not a few, but a nation of people who would have thought. I want to make one other comment that let us not uh, take lightly. Let us not underestimate. Let us not Hmm. missed the influential people in our lives. If Esther didn't have Mordecai, she would not have completed, she would not have accomplished, she would not have done anything that she did had it not been for Mordecai pushing her, Mordecai instructing her mm -hmm. and admonishing her. And, and so I want just you to know to be grateful for those people and thank God for them because they are likewise Mordecai's in your lives as well. Let us pray. To your most holy, powerful, mighty, and extraordinary God, God of heaven and earth and all that is within, we bless your holy name. We thank you for this opportunity to have gathered together tonight online. We thank you for the precious souls and the saints that are on the line tonight. We give you praise that there's a hunger and a thirst, yes, Lord. Lord, for them to even come on the line. And they that hunger and thirst, they shall be filled. So thank you there was a filling tonight. Yes. Thank you there was a special impartation tonight. Thank you, Lord, that just by being able to hear whether they responded or not, they responded in their hearts, they responded in their heads, and we believe, God, that this night has meant something to their spiritual growth, their spiritual edification, and Lord, continue to grow them up, continue, Lord, to be big on the inside of who they are. 
I thank you, Lord, that you are going ahead of each one of these men and women that's on this line tonight. And Lord, thank you, thank you that you will help us all to see the Esthers that we are. You will help us to see the Mordecai's that we are. You will help us to know how to trust you, Lord, even when things look difficult, when it seems difficult. I thank you that we will trust you anyway. And if I perish, let me perish. I will do the bidding of God. I will do the will of God. I will do the will of him who has sent me. Mm, hallelujah. Let it be so on this line tonight that you've stirred up something on the inside of us that to for us to say, I may not end up in a palace. I may not end up before the king, but Lord, there's a place that you have for me and that I will say, as Esther said, I will go. I will go. I will go. No matter what the cost of sacrifice is, I will go. Isaiah said it, Lord, if you need somebody, hear my send me. For there needs to be a sending like never before, because there's a dying world out there. There are people who are lost. There are people who are hurting. There are people who need to hear the word of God, and they need hope in their lives. And we are somebody's Esther. So, Lord, I thank you now mm. that you've stirred you have unctioned. And we feel good about it tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. That other people will see the God in their lives that's on this line. And they will say, I want that God. <laughs> Jesus name. Those people became Jews because of the presence of God in the lives of Jews. So, Lord, thank you that there's a drawing on these men and women that they will want to serve their God because of how God operates in them. And we thank you for that. Continue, Lord, to bless forth and goal. Continue to enlarge them. Continue to draw people to this Bible study. And, Lord, even spread it and enlarge it beyond that. Bless each person's family on this line tonight. Their spouses, their children, their grandchildren. Bless their jobs. Bless them on their jobs. Bless them. Everything they put their hands to, Lord, let it prosper. Not just prosper, but bring good success. <laughs> they, they might continue to glorify you. It is in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.